Amen, amen. Round of applause for the praise and worship team as usual. Thank you, team. Do a fantastic job. You know, there's a few people off now. There's a, the, the flu is going around. We want to pray uh, that this this does this stops or ceases to go around. We don't want people taken out uh, in this in this kind of flu. So, and uh, your prayers. Remember your brothers and sisters around and your prayers uh, uh, with this virus. A few viruses going around. We want to stop that. Um, we plead the blood of Jesus Christ over all of us so we can be healed and in good strength. You say Amen in this place. Eh? Yes, Amen, Amen. We're going to be looking at our scriptures in Exodus today, Exodus chapter 2. We're going to be reading a few scriptures, or a few verses, shall I say, around there, Exodus chapter 2. Um, it's funny that uh, I always look at my life and I, I sometimes think, if somebody wanted to kind of find me, they wouldn't have trouble finding me. They'll know exactly where to go. On a Sunday, I'll be right here. On a Wednesday, God willing, I'll be right here. Um, and that goes on and on and on. Um, and I've said this before, I'll be serving God. I'll be here until uh, he returns or calls me home. I'm going to be doing that. And, you know, some people, uh, you know, they do, I don't know if you know, it's technology now. They can grasp where you are. A lot, of people, a lot of people turn off their location things on their phones and stuff because they, they don't want the government to know where they are. They don't want, you know, uh, they don't want people to find, ah, oh, turn off my location. I've seen people turn off my location and don't do that. Or, you know, I, 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 I only use WhatsApp in certain places. I don't want people knowing where I am. Well, Two things with that. Number one, I find that just funny because, come on now, listen, if the government want to find you, they're going to find you. It's, it's, it, we live in a day and age where it's not just your phone that has tracking. People can track you up and down this country. Yeah? And number two is, uh, uh, you know, I don't mind that. You know, I'm, I haven't done anything wrong. You can come find me. Uh, I've not done nothing wrong. You can come find me. It's no problem. Eh? But the reason I say that is because uh, it's easy to find people. It's easy to, to find people generally because we generally do the same thing. Day in, day out, we generally do the same thing. Whatever walk of life you have, wherever you're going, whatever you do, we generally do the same thing. Maybe you're a stay-at-home mom, or you're, you, you wake up, you sort out the kids, maybe you go to some playgroups, or you do this, or maybe you, you, uh, you're a working mom, you, you take your, your kids, you drop off to nursery, then you go to work, you do this, you come back, pick them up. Maybe you're uh, a, a single man, you get up, uh, hopefully you've got a job, praise God, you go work your job, you come back, you know what I mean? Maybe you're, you're, you're a child, you wake up, you go to school, you come back. Generally speaking, we set up and we've set up to do the same thing continually. And sometimes people can look at that with disdain. Some people can look at that and say, oh, I'm not ready for this life. I remember someone telling me, saying that I'm tired of the routine. I want to just get up and move to Australia. And I said, well, that's fine. But all you're going to do is create another routine in Australia. That's all you're going to do. You're going to take you with you and create another routine in Australia. But I want to look this evening is that, you know, we shouldn't look down or, or look down on the routines of life because uh, in the mundane of life, uh, you know, God can mightily use our life in this place. In the mundane. When we're doing the day to day, when we're working faithfully, God can bring out a mighty work uh, just through our faithfulness. 
So I want to preach a sermon of entitled Mighty in the Mundane. And I want to look at Exodus chapter 2. We're going to be uh, examining Moses here. Uh, we're going to start first in verse number 21 here. It says, Then Moses was content to live with the man. This is Jethro here. This is after he'd um, uh, fled Egypt because he had killed someone, he'd, he'd murdered somebody, he'd fled Egypt. Now he's gone out to the wilderness. And the Bible says in verse number 21, it says, Then Moses was content to live with the man, and he, that's Jethro, gave Zipporah his daughter to Moses. And she bore him a son, and he called his name uh, Gershom, for he said, I have been a stranger in a foreign land. We'll skip down to chapter 3 and read from verse number 1. The Bible says, Now Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. And he led the flock to the backside of the desert and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire from the midst of a bush. So he looked and behold, the bush was burning with fire, but the bush was not consumed. Then Moses said, I will turn aside and see this great sight, why the bush does not burn. Verse number four, the Bible says, So when the Lord saw that, uh, he turned aside to look. God called to him from the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. Uh, and he said, Here I am. I want to look with you, first of all, at living with the usual. You see, because sometimes we can look down, like I said, on the usual part of life. Sometimes we can look down on just having a job and working that through. Sometimes we can look down and say, okay, I've just got to work this through. I've got to be faithful in where God has placed me. Sometimes we can look down on that and think, uh, listen, this isn't leading to anywhere. But listen, when Moses was faithful, Moses was faithful leading sheep. He was doing his job. He was fulfilling his calling at that particular time. Uh, then God allowed that or orchestrated a burning bush experience. Can you say amen in this place? That didn't just come out of nowhere. That came after Moses was faithfully doing what God called him to do at that particular time. Because sometimes we look at our life and thinking, man, I've been in this job six months. I'm not running a company yet. What is going on? And we're thinking, no, listen, listen, six months is not a long time. Six months is not a long time at all. Just work where you're working. Keep your, your wits about you. Stay focused. Stay on your track. Stay doing what God has called you to do at this particular time. Because who knows, this could be leading you somewhere. Can you say amen in this place? You could be on a path somewhere. You could be on the road to somewhere. And the reason why is because sometimes we look at society, we look at images, and uh, we look at people's lives. Uh, uh, dare I say, sometimes we look at people's lives on social media and we catch the highlights. And when you catch the highlights of something, you, you catch the highlight reel. You're thinking, man, every day of their life is like electric. Every day they've got this going on, they've got do doing that, they're buying this, they're having this. No, no, that's just the highlights. It's just the highlights. If you condense it down or if you spread it out so you open up and you look at their whole life, you realize not every single day is like that. Not every single day is like that. Not every single day is, is fireworks and fire. Listen, not every single day is going to come with a massive bang. Sometimes you just have to thank God that you made it another 24 hours. Can you say amen in this place? Generally speaking, normal life is filled with routine. And that's okay. That's not a problem. That's not an issue. It's not a reason to, to take antidepressants. No, it's okay to have a bit of normal routine. Things that you do each and every day. There's a quote I picked up from Annie Dillard. She's a writer. 
uh, and an author, uh, she said this. She said, how we spend our days is how we spend our lives. Think about that. How we spend our 24 hours. You know, not, not a major event, just how we spend, I don't know, a Tuesday. How we spend a Tuesday, how we spend a Thursday, how we spend our days is how we actually spend our lives. So how many know those are the times, these are the golden moments. It's in those moments that you start to understand and know who God is. You know, the relationship that we are trying to cultivate with God Listen, it may start with a big experience. Maybe you get saved. Maybe you get filled with the Holy Spirit. But how many of you really get to know God in the day by day by day? When you wake up, you rise up early in the morning and you pray. You take your word of God, you read it day after day. Slowly but slowly, you get to build that relationship. You have a routine of Bible reading, a routine of prayer. So some people are just looking for the highs all the time, the the, the junkies on the highs. Give me this experience, give me that experience. But sometimes it's just about you and your God reading your word, praying and having that time that you do each and every single day. You know, Abraham was 75 years old when he left the land that God told him to leave. 75 years old. What was he doing before that? Just living his life. Isaac, you know, we say the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Isaac, in Genesis chapter 27, listen, Isaac was old. Uh, his eyes were getting dim, and it was that time he chose to bless his children. He blesses Jacob, and it was a big event, and that was when the, uh, it changed into uh, the birthright, into his son, and so on. But before that, listen, he was just watching his children grow. He was just serving in his house. He was being the man of his house, providing for his family, watching these children grow. Jacob himself, listen, when he goes and flees to his uncle Laban, he was there just working, working his jobs, working his life. And he was just there doing his normal, fulfilling job. Listen, Jesus' ministry didn't start until he was 30. Can you say amen in this place? What was he doing before that? Look at Luke 4, verse number 16. The Bible says, So he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up. And as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up to read. It says, as his custom was. Jesus had customs. In other words, Jesus had routines. Jesus, the Son of God, there was a period of his life where he was just going through the motions. He was going through them. And sometimes we see going through the motions. We don't see that it's important. But it's those motions that build character. It's those motions that build stability. It's those motions that build something you can pass on to the next generation. The things you do in a day by day by day. You know, I look at this church and, uh, you know... Next month, I would have been here a year already. Um, I mean, I mean, goodness, where has the time gone? And sometimes you look, there's, you know, I look back at some of the, the, the services we had and, you know, I'm thinking once, once I get to, to the 9th of January, um, you know, give or take some time while I wasn't here, I was away preaching or, or something happened, and I would have preached like maybe 150 sermons. And, I'm think, and, and that's just, just in, a couple of, that's in a couple of weeks. I did the calculation. I'm thinking, well, okay, three times a week, uh, uh, 52 weeks. Come on. If you think about it, yeah, it's about 150 sermons, just like that. And I look back, and there's some sermons I don't even remember. There's some sermons I remember. There's some days it's like, man, it blew up. 
There's some days where you just speak and the Holy Spirit just whispered things into people's ears. I would never even know. But it's just the day after day, week after week, and I can look back and see that God is doing something supernatural. Sometimes we look, and, I, and I, you know, in a, in a crowd like this, sometimes we look, we think, oh, there's not many numbers. No, but God is doing something supernatural. Who believes that in this place? Come on. Sometimes we think we need to have, listen, we need to have thousands of people knocking on the door, and sometimes we will have that. Listen, it may be a, that we'll have that, and we'll see God move that way, but sometimes it's just the run of the mill. It's just people faithful people coming to hear the word of God faithful people coming to serve in his house and with that faithfulness he's building character he's building endurance he's solidifying people and it's through that work day by day that God will use us and build us up and who knows when we'll see that burning bush one day will come in it could be a Wednesday service for example we'll all come into church looking to hear from God and we see a burning bush and our way to church and we turn aside and God calls our name listen it can happen any day but what is required is the faithfulness of his saints to continue on and on and on and on there's a blessing in faithfulness can you say amen in this place and the reason why he requires that is because God himself is faithful think about the sun that will rise how many times, you know, depending on your age here, how many times have you seen the sun rise and then the sun set and then the sun rise and the sun set again? How many times we've seen winter come, we're all freezing, we can't even remember summer and then all of a sudden we're in summer again, we're in shorts and flip-flops, our toes are out, everything like that, we're out there in summertime, can't remember the winter, winter and then again it goes, how many times have you seen those seasons just come and go, come and go? Because God is faithful like that. God is faithful. He will still have things go in motion and continue on. And he's faithful like that day after day after day. And he requires that same faithfulness. Listen, we're here to serve God for the long haul. This isn't just a thing that we do because it is in now. Because it is popular now. Because it's a nice time. No, we're here serving God until he returns or calls us all home. It is a long haul. And over that long haul, we continue to be in our position. We continue to do what he has called us to do because there is preparation in this time. Can you say amen? I want to look at private preparation because many times God uses the mundane as preparation for what's coming. Many times he will have you sat in a job as preparation for your work that he has you to do. Many times you're here in serving in a church for preparation for what he has you to do. Many times there's people here, you know, in churches like ours in our fellowship, we have young men who come who have no idea what God has planned for them. But listen, we've got married couples that, that people are, uh, that God is preparing. That who, nay, who knows one day in this nation or even other nations, they'll go and do and replicate what they have been serving in and go and see more people touch because of their lives. But in the body, whilst we're working, God is preparing God is preparing. Look at Exodus 3 in verse number 10 and going to 12. It says, Come now, therefore, I will send you to Pharaoh 
And you may bring my people, the children of Israel, out of Israel. Sorry, out of Egypt. Moses said to God, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and I should bring the children of Israel out of Egypt? So he said, I will certainly be with you and this shall be a sign to you that I have sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you shall serve uh, the God on, or sorry, serve God on this mountain. So here, Moses, he says, Who am I? I'm just a shepherd. I'm leading sheep. But how many know God was using that experience of leading sheep because he knew he was preparing him to lead people. Can you say amen in this place? What is God preparing you to do? Where you are right now, as you're serving, as you're faithful, as you're doing what you're doing, as you continue on day after day, you know, the encouraging thing about serving God for the long haul is when you see familiar faces. I love it. I love seeing new faces as well. Amen. That's what we're about. But I also love seeing familiar faces. What is God doing? What is God preparing you for? As you're serving where you are serving, as you're doing what you're doing, what is he preparing you for? Look at Mark 4, verse 18 to 20. And Jesus, walking by the Sea of Galilee, saw two brothers, Simon and uh, Simon called Peter and his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. Then he said to them, follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. They immediately left their nets. They were fishers of fish at one point, serving them. And now they became fishers of men. God used that job to prepare them for the work that he had them to do. God is preparing and we need to use this time to say, God, I'm going to serve you faithfully. I'm going to allow you to prepare me because sometimes he needs to prepare people. He needs to cut some things off. There's some things we need to shake off before God can use us. There's some things you have to like get rid of before God can use us. There's some things we have to learn before God can use us. And we're doing that all in the routine of life. And as we do that, we need to have a sensitive eye. Because I want to look with you thirdly as I think of uh, turning aside. Because as Moses was walking, as Moses was walking, he saw this bush. Now think of me, he could have walked past that bush many times. And in that time, in that kind of area, you know, wildfires were not uncommon. Bushfires were not uncommon. It was so hot in his time, so hot in his, in his kind of uh, area of the world uh, that if a, a bush, a dry bush just spontaneously caught fire, it wouldn't necessarily be a major thing. It wouldn't be a major event because it's bushfires and wildfires. I mean, even now today we see uh, uh, wildfires happening in certain countries. Uh, so he could have seen that thing quite regularly. But he was sensitive enough to say, you know what, I'm going to turn aside here. This is different. This is not just the usual. Because sometimes when we go through, maybe you're talking about church. I mean, in this church, we have church three times a week. Sometimes you can come on a Wednesday or Sunday night or something. You're thinking, I'm not feeling this right now. You know what? I'm going to go next week. I'm not, I know church is there, but listen, church is on every week. I'm going to go next time. I'm not really under feeling this. I'm just going to just chill out this week. And sometimes we can do those things and that can be what uh, our downfall because we miss and we're not sensitive 
to what God is actually doing. Listen, he could have walked past, past that bush and said, yep, another, another bush fire, I know it's hot, and carried on and, and missed the calling of God. He could have walked past that bush fire and said, listen, listen, I hope somebody puts that out before it spreads across the desert and missed the calling of God. But no, he turned aside. Church, as we're living our routine, we're doing our mundane, we're faithfully serving God and working in his house, we must not forget to turn aside and be sensitive to the power of the Holy Spirit. Because who knows when God is going to call your number? Who knows when God is say, yes, today is the day. I need you to rise up. I've got this plan for you and I need you to take hold of it now. I've got this plan for you. I need you to go here and go there. Who knows if today's the day he's going to knock on your door and say, listen, that woman, you're going to have to speak to her because I need you two to get married. I've got a plan for you as you go and I need you to spread the gospel. Listen, we need to understand, we need to be sensitive to turn aside when we hear or when we feel the promptings of God. Moses said, I will now turn aside. He broke the routine. He stopped the mundane and allowed God to have an encounter with him. And because of that, that changed the trajectory of his life, changed the direction, and he walked into destiny. And I said this before, when preparation meets opportunity, destiny is born. We need to be ready to step and turn aside and see what all that God has for us. You know, there's a chance that we can get the ordinary confused with the extraordinary. There's a chance we can get it confused. You know, right now, sometimes, you know, in our services, I remember sometimes, I think one of the, one of the services I had a sermon prepared uh, and I didn't actually end up preaching it. We just started praying and we prayed for the whole service uh, because I want to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. You know, even as a pastor of a church, uh, you know, leading a church, and uh, it is possible for me to just stick to the routine and don't allow God to move anywhere in my life. It's possible for me to just stick to the routine and say, Holy Spirit, there's no space for you right here. We've got a sermon to preach. Yeah? We've got to sing these. You've got to sing three songs. They're going to last uh, 20 minutes. Yeah? And once they've sung, I'm going to preach. Yeah? We're going to pray. and we're going to go home and eat food. It's, it's possible for me to do that. Yeah? But I have to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit uh, to allow him to move yeah? and allow him uh, to have his way. Yeah? Because what we're doing, what we're a part of, can only be successful if the power of the Holy Spirit is behind us. If we're doing this on our own strength, we might as well go home now. If we're doing this on our own strength, we might as well stop now. So we need to understand there's a possibility uh, that we can get the ordinary mixed up for the extraordinary. And we can see things for just normal routine. We can see people weeping. Oh, yeah, someone got saved. Oh, you know, that's it. No, no, no. That is a huge event. We can see people raising their hands for the first time, worshipping God. And we say, oh, we always do that. No, that is a huge event. We need to see, yes, we are doing things in routine and, and mundane. But God can use the mundane and make it mighty. You know, many times uh, the Bible says, or Jesus said, the kingdom of heaven is like. And sometimes you look at those, you get ideas of what he's talking about. He said, uh, the kingdom of heaven is like leaven, where you can pour it and uh, it will permeate through the entire lump. A small piece uh, can make a huge impact. 
He said the kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed, the smallest of all the seeds, but once it's planted, once it's there, once it goes through germination, it then becomes a huge tree. So out of the small things we see in life, God can make it mighty. So the mundane lives that we live sometimes, the routine-filled lives that we have sometimes, God can take that and use it and make it mighty. Listen, if you don't believe that, understand that when you look at the power of what happened when David took some small stones and killed a huge giant. How many know it wasn't the stone that killed the giant? Can you say amen in this place? Come on, God took something small and killed a giant. You know, oftentimes in my prayer life, that's why I ask. I'm like, God, take my stones and slay giants. Take my life, my small insignificant life and make an impact. Listen, I'm here to say that your life can make an impact in this city, can make an impact in this entire nation. If you would just continue to be faithful, continue to serve God with all you've got, God can move with a life that is offered up to him. God can move and make something that's mundane and shake it and turn around and make it mighty in this place. Do you believe that right now? The mundane, the routine... We shouldn't disdain or look at it with disdain because God can use our routine. God can use the mundane and make it mighty. Listen, we're about to go into a new year, about to go into a new beginning. Um, and you can look at that. And some people have said, I don't like New Year's because it's just all the same. It just means it's another New Year's, another uh, month, another time. It's just another day. But listen, it is another opportunity. One of my prayers is when I wake up, I say, thank you, God, for the opportunities that we're going to have today. Who knows what opportunities we're going to have in 2023? I don't know what we've come past, we've, we've, gone, we've seen or we've come through. Maybe you've come through heartache in 2022. Maybe there have been some issues and problems in 2022. But listen, we have another start. We have another chance. We have a fresh start. Another set of opportunities. Another chance. So long as there's breath in your lungs, there's another chance. Don't just look at it as, oh, here's, here goes another year. No, it's another chance. Who knows what we're going to see? Who knows what God is going to do with our lives, our ministry? Who knows what God is going to do as we cross over to 2023? I'm so looking forward to it. It's going to be another year, fantastic year, where God is going to prosper us. God is going to answer prayers. God is going to give us clarity. God is going to give us direction. God is going to show us things to do. God is going to give us impact and influence as a church body in this place. And I'm looking forward to what God is going to do in this place. But listen, as we go through... Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, the weeks go, the months go, it can be mundane. But just know that God can make things mightier out of the mundane. Who believes that this afternoon, this evening? Well, let's give God praise in this place. Let's thank him right now. Let's bow our heads. Let's close our eyes in this place. The mundane. God can make the mundane mighty. The ups and downs, the turnarounds, the going, just working your job, the going, just coming to church, serving in church, in your rightful position, taking your part, looking after children, 
looking after your family, the things we do in and out, day and night, God can use that and make it mighty. Don't look down or disdain what God has given you or where God has placed you. So I believe everything happens for a reason. You are placed here for a reason. You are placed in that job for a reason. You are placed in the relation, in the family that you was brought up in. You was placed there for a reason. And as you go through day after day, listen, wake up with gratefulness that you have another day, another set of opportunities. Because who knows, tomorrow you might wake up and see the burning bush. Tomorrow might be the day where God calls you and said, this is what I want you to do. Hmm. You know, William Booth and his wife, they started the Salvation Army. And they tell of a time where they was praying, just seeking the direction of God. And for, for many years, they were just serving in church. They didn't really know what God wanted them to do. Until Mr. Booth woke up and he had a dream. And he woke up and told his wife and said, God has spoken to me. I know what we're meant to be doing for the rest of our lives. Burning bush moment. But before that, what was he doing? He was just serving God. Before that, he was just faithfully serving, faithfully living, faithfully giving, faithfully doing what God has called him to do. And that's what we should do. And as we do that, we should be sensitive to that call, sensitive to that event, sensitive to what God will do. Day in, day out, we're serving God. Day in, day out, we're reading our Bible. We're praying. Day in, day out, we're cultivating our relationship with God and with people. And then open our heart to His will. And destiny will unfold out of the mundane. What I want us to do, I want us to pray. I want us to pray with some gratefulness. And just be thankful. You know, just be thankful for what God has done in our lives thus far. And ask Him to continue to help us to be thankful, grateful for all that He's done in this place. But also, as I always do before we do that, listen, if you want to receive Christ as your Lord and personal Savior, if you're unsaved or you're backstead in Him, you want to receive Christ as your personal Savior, listen, just come to the front. We'll come. We'll pray with you. We'll invite you to, to, to experience the life-changing experience that is letting Christ into your life, letting Him be the Lord of your life, opening up to allow Him to transform if you want that, come, come to the front. We'll pray with you. If, you want to, if you're unsaved or vaccinated, come. There's a place here to pray. But speaking to Christians, listen, if you want to pray again, if there's a place you want to come to the altar to pray, ask in thanksgiving, in gratefulness for all that he's done to strengthen you, to continue on, to push through day in and day out with faithfulness. Ask that the Holy Spirit would come inside and fill you afresh, that you can be faithful in all that he's called you to be in. Let's pray in this place. Father, we thank you, Lord Jesus, God. We thank you for all that you are, God. We bless your holy name, Lord God. Lord, thank you, Father God. We're grateful, Father God, for all 
that you've called us uh, uh, to, 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 to be, uh, all that you've called us to have, uh, all that you've called us to do, God. I'm praying, Father, in, uh, oh Lord God, the normal midst uh, of daily living, God. I pray, help us to grasp, uh, oh God, grasp, oh Father God, what it is uh, you want us to do, God. Uh, and help us, Father God, to live the life you've called us to live, uh, oh, with joy, knowing that you uh, walk beside us, God. Uh, I pray in the name of Jesus Christ. Let your will be done, O Father God. Have your way, Lord God, in the name of Jesus Christ. For you are worthy, God. Thank you, Father God. Praise your name, Lord Jesus. You are worthy, God.